Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. When someone says that it's too hard to do a green space that grows yucca instead of, yucca. I don't know, cauliflower or something, you're, what you're doing is that you're taking a colonial approach to environmentalism, and that is why... A lot of communities of color get resistant to certain environmentalist movements because they come with a colonial lens on them. As the show begins, I am rifling through my refrigerator to find all of my colonial vegetables because I do not want to be accused of racism. When the uh, green fascists come to my door and open my refrigerator, I want to make certain that all of my colonial vegetables have been purged. Now, it just so happens that this little girl, who is perhaps the stupidest person in the history of Congress, does not know that so-called colonial vegetables such as cauliflower, wheat, rice, even rice does grow in the tropics, but it, like, it likes America. Soybeans like America. All of our staple crops would be destroyed by these new Stalinists because they're too colonial. And then what, we're going to grow non-colonial vegetables such as yucca, it's known as yucca to us gringos, but she has to always throw a little Hispanic twist on it to show you how politically smart she is. Yucca. Now, it's true that yucca prefers hot desert-like conditions. It can grow up in temperate climates, but it prefers the Southwest. So I think we should get rid of all of our colonial staple crops, such as wheat and potatoes. So this stupid vain girl who typifies the death of thought and, frankly, even the death of of the semblance of an IQ can be uh, politically happy. I call her and what's going on in the media 
the Cardassianization of the American mind. The Cardassianization of the American mind, which is sort of a, a combination of vanity plus unbridled ego plus low IQ, which yields the empty skirts of today. Let's do that. It's a formula that we're going to put on the blackboards of our minds. Vanity plus unbridled ego plus low IQ equals the empty skirts of today. Unfortunately, several of them are in Congress right now, which leads to my lead question today, which is whatever happened to the thinking American? I've come on these airwaves every weekday, more or less, except vacation days for the last 26 years, or is it 25? And frankly, I express myself and how I am worried about the drift of America. I am more worried now than I've ever been. I am worried not only because of fools and low IQ people like her or Omar, for example. I am also worried about the talk radio audience, which is being destroyed by those who are supposed to be the leading voices in the talk radio business. You have a beached whale who talks every day about only one topic, Mueller, Trump, Trump, Mueller, witch hunts dossier, Mueller, Trump, Trump, Mueller. And then his lemmings, all part of the same cartel with the same agent, repeat what he said in the morning. And then you hear it all over again on Fox News. And then you feel as if that is all there is to talk about. Well, listen to me. The well of talk radio has been poisoned by this mentality. Here is what has happened. The talk radio audience will now only react to whatever the beached whale deems as news. Or you are so tired of hearing about that that you just turn the shows off. Someone high up in the media world told me yesterday that on any given day, news shows such as Fox or even MSNBC, how low it may be, will be beaten by any reality show or car show or HDTV or house hunting. Why is that happening? What does that say about our society? That even Fox News, which is more highly rated than the others, pauls in comparison to house hunters. Why is that? Why does it pull in comparison to a, shall I put it, I, I don't want to get vulgar here, but you know what I think of the Real Housewives shows, don't you? You get the picture? They're beating Fox News. Why is that? Why? Because we are being beaten over the head day after day with the same story over and over again. You either become brainwashed or you shut your mind off or you stop listening to radio. Either way, it's a loss for thinking people and for intellect as a whole. Now, Trump himself is not blameless in this, I must say. His constant tweeting and stoking the media, who more than cheerfully take the bait and attack his every word, feeds this frenzy of constant reporting on the same issues. And whether you agree with him or disagree with him, at some point you just get tired of hearing about it and turn on to an episode of Porn Stars or Fixer Upper or Sister Wives, don't you? The use of social media itself has made people even dumber. If you go on Twitter, you will not see the Lincoln-Douglas debates. You will not see the findings of a great scientist. You will not see the paintings of the great masters uh, being discussed. You will see trolls with three followers in dirty underwear posting silly videos or cartoons in response to a point someone has made. It's not a genuine in intellectual or intelligent discourse. It is monkeys throwing feces at each other. And it's affected the mind of this once great medium, this once great nation, and this once great medium called talk radio. The savage nation, in my opinion, is the last place people, people can come to discuss not only politics, not only politics, but animals, history, culture, science, entertainment, nutrition, health, 
everything that talk radio used to be about. But it seems to me there are no thinkers left, just parrots. And that is why I worry for this format. That is why I worry for this nation. Because without the great thinking that gave us this great nation, we are doomed to fall by the wayside and become a land of mindless robots. I'm Michael Savage, and I agree with my monologue. I realize you've turned the show off by now, because in the last five or so minutes, you did not hear Mueller or Trump except in a derogatory passing motion. I apologize for that. I apologize for not having said dossier several hundred times. In fact, I realize I am remiss because I did not say the word Russia sufficiently. I didn't even mention Comey. I didn't say witch hunt. I didn't say any of those key words which would normally glue you to the radio so you could sound off. So I apologize again. But if you care to talk about what has happened to the talk radio audience or about the, the mind of the American people in general, go ahead, make my day. Or shall I put it another way? I'm going to put it another way. Are you a professional with a higher degree in any field who listens to the Savage Nation? That's what I'd like to hear. Are you a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, a scientist, an architect? Someone who is not a stereotypical type that the left would like you to believe and everyone else to believe listens to talk radio. Why don't you call and tell us what your background is, okay? Now, there are other stories. For example, we're now being warned by the U.S. State Department, which, of course, is the deep state, that uh, President Assad of Syria is preparing chemical attacks once again against his own people. Sorry, I posted this yesterday when I saw the false flag coming out of the U.S. government. I said, who do you believe, the militarists or common sense? I asked, why would Assad gas his own civilians when the civil war is almost over in Syria? It's another false flag. Again, the military-industrial complex wants blood. Trump himself said the other day that, yes, there is a military-industrial complex and they want war, and he does not want war. And let me remind you of something. Let me remind you of something very important. I chose to back Donald Trump in 2016 for a number of reasons, and they are stated and they're on the record. And one of them is that he was against war. One of them is that he was not an interventionist. And here we go again, because as you well know, the Trump administration has now been infected by the very same people that were running America before. That is why the borders are being overrun. That is why our border wall has not been built. Uh, that is why the budget is out of control. That is why the warmongers in various portions of the government are, are just begging to go to war with Assad again. As you can see, they would like a war in South America. They would like a, a war with Iran. Where else would they like a war? Well, maybe a nice little one uh, on the perimeters of Europe against Russia. That would be a nice one. You know, get the tanks rolling east and get the planes flying south and get the missile saying, oh, I missed one, wait. They'd also like a forefront war. I forgot about uh, Rocket Man. So this is what Trump is actually dealing with. I happen to tell you right now, because I happen to know, he is anti-war. He's a man of peace. He's a businessman. Most businessmen, except those in the armaments business, hate war. War is terrible for the economy, except for those who are bloodsuckers who make money off war. Businessmen do not like war. Business people do not like war. Bus the stock market hates war. The market will collapse if we go to war. 
Trump is a businessman. He does not want war. But he is surrounded by people who do want war. And that is why we read yesterday that the State Department has evidence that Assad is about to gas his own people. Every time they want a war, they pull up the sock puppet Assad and they say, oh, we found proof that he's lining up the rockets to gas his own people. Where they get the evidence from? Why, of course, the United Nations, that reliable body of grifters and liars. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Is there anything more annoying than Nancy Pelosi, James Comey, fake news, the crazy left-wing media, Charles Schumer, uh, Adam Schiff, anything worse than that? Well, it would be flies and other insects invading your home during the summer. And by the way, who knows where their flies were last? The fly that just landed on your hamburger? Well, it could have been anywhere, from another piece of food to, well, it's a family show. Just think about it. So we'd like to thank our sponsors over at Dynatrap. Dynatrap is the leading manufacturer of outdoor mosquito insect traps. Well, now they've come up with a solution for indoor pests like liberal relatives. The Dynatrap Flylight, I'm joking now, it could be conservative relatives if you like them, I don't know. But the Dynatrap Flylight works day and night inside to attract and trap flies. Fruit, fl- fruit flies, mosquitoes, and other pesky insects. And I got to tell you, it works. Forget those disgusting fly strips. You don't want to look like you live in an outhouse in the bayou in the 1930s. The Dynatrap fly light looks like a subtle nightlight that plugs into any indoor outlet. Trust me. We've been using the Dynatrap fly light for a couple of days now, and it's insane the number of insects that it's caught that would otherwise be buzzing around my house. Get yours at Dynatrap.com. That's D-Y-N-A-T-R-A-P.com. D-Y-N-A-T-R-A-P.com. Enter the promo code SAVAGENATION and receive 15% off any of their products. It's a huge deal. D-Y-N-A-T-R-A-P dot com, promo code Savage Nation to get 15% off any of their products and to acquire the safe, silent, and simple solution to household insect control. That's Dynatrap.com, promo code Savage Nation. My community is the Savage Nation, and it's time we got Savage! Yeah, we've had our brigands in the past we've had our outright thieves we've had our fools we've had our drunks we've had our womanizers we've had our deviants but we've never had people as stupid as this a sitting woman in congress if you want to call her a woman attacks vegetables as being colonial if they're not grown in a tropical climate another one the first muslim woman congresswoman this omar a refugee no less attacks america on a daily basis listen to what she says in clip five, you got to hear this. You're gonna, not going to believe this is sitting in Congress. Listen. We are going to defeat the people who are against seeing a flourishing democracy. We are going to defeat the xenophobics, the homophobics, the racists, the people who don't Now, here's a woman who came here as a refugee from one of the most backward nations on the planet, Somalia which was torn apart, ripped to shreds, warlords killing people, people killing each other in the streets. She was taken in as an asylee or a refugee, I'm not sure, 
unfortunately for her, most of the people in Somalia who came in at that time, this is a fact, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't, had never used a toothbrush, so far as I know, or toilet paper, because they didn't have any such things in Somalia. But now she's a congresswoman lecturing us about homophobia, racism, and what democracy is. I never saw anything like this, and I, I keep asking myself, what is she trying to do here? She's stirring up hatred against Muslims. That's as clear as a bell. She's inciting race war. That's as clear as a bell. What does she hope to achieve by constantly attacking those of us who support America and voted for Trump? What is she going to achieve by doing this? All she's doing is polarizing people to distrust and hate Muslims like herself even more. They say that we're racist because we distrust Muslims. How can you trust someone who attacks you every day? Does she think we're going to get on our hands and knees and beg her to love us? It's not going to happen. This is a bad time in America when we have people of such low IQ and such high VQs, that's vanity quotients, and so lacking any sense of respect, self-respect, respect for the nation in some of the highest offices in the country. Now, you would think the media would ignore her. But no, you have people who are so filled with hatred like those who run MSNBC and CNN in particular, that they actually give this woman a platform as though she should be listened to. It's going to stir up hatred is all it can do. Now, I've got great callers. I've got a guy from New Mexico, Greg, who said he's an artist who likes everything but the politics. In Florida, we have Nelson, who says he's an architect, and he says immigrants are undercutting Americans. I've got someone calling from Napa who is of Indian background, Vijay, who says the savage nation is different than any other show in the air compared to all the other narcissism. In Reading, we have Craig, who is a doctor who listens all the time. In San Carlo, we have Christine, who says she's an attorney and would never miss a show. In New Jersey, we have Mark, who says he's a college professor and he's worried about our democracy and he loves the savage nation. I will not be stereotyped by those who oppose me politically. You disagree with me politically? Then argue with me politically. If you just want to run me down... Sorry, you're going to lose because I can play jujitsu better than anybody in the media. And you're going to wind up with your head smashed into the mat. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Let's say you're laying in bed and you hear creaking at a door or you hear something in the back like glass breaking. Don't tell me you're not going to panic. Now, there are dozens of words for fear, but just one for an exceptional home security company. To stop fear at your front door, it's called Simply Safe. Listen carefully. Simply Safe is home security that knows how it feels good to fear less. This is award-winning 24-7 protection that protects your home through it all. Through blizzards, blackouts, burglars, whatever. Simply Safe has won awards for all the tech experts that count. The Verge calls it the best home security. It's one reader's choice from PC Magazine. It's a two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice and a wire cutter top pick. Simply Safe has no contract, no hidden fees, no gotchas, and they always keep prices fair and honest. They're the best. Thanks to Simply Safe, fear has no place in a place like home. Listen to me. I want you to try Simply Safe with free shipping and free returns. What you get is a 60-day risk-free trial. Order now and have your home protected within one week. Go to simplysafe.com slash Michael Savage to get started right away. That's simplysafe.com slash Michael Savage.
Be sure to go there so they know we sent you from this show. You like the podcast? You want to be safe? Go to simplysafe.com slash Michael Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. What has happened to the American IQ? But it's not a surprise in a way. When you look at Instagram and you look at the Instagram models, you look at the other social media outlets. You know, I play the game as well. I paid no attention to it till Trump started tweeting. I was on Twitter since 09, but I had other people doing it. Then I said, look, he won't stop. And apparently they're listening to, to what he does. So I started tweeting. But basically, you don't get much intelligence coming back at you on Twitter or on Facebook. You get people in soiled underwear who can't do very much else. And they spend their time in their pajamas Sending hatred, that's basically it, by and large. Not all, but by and large. So it lowers the IQ. Then you've got the waste of DNA, who I, I would say single-handedly lowered the IQ of the world. That would be Kim Kardashian. In my opinion, she's a total waste of human DNA. I have no idea how she got so popular. I don't know who her publicist is. I don't know why people are interested in her. I think she's one of the most physically unattractive human beings that God has ever created. Uh, the plastic surgery, the size of her derriere. I've never seen anything like it. And yet every day you can't open a page on the New York newspaper websites without seeing this creature. So she lowered the IQ. And then it, it translates in, in, in a thing that wafts over into everything. Where are the inspired people? Forget politics. Are there inspired artists? Where are they? I don't hear of them. It's all hatred that comes out of the art community. Look at Robert De Niro. This man spews hatred when he has the power to spew genius. Somewhere, somewhere within him, there's a genius who can act. Why does he go to the lowest common denominator of his own soul? Now, I would rather talk right now about the fact that I have aches and pains because I went to the gym for the first time in decades yesterday. Yes, that's true. I tend to bicycle every day, but that's my lower body, which is perfect. But my upper body, I kind of neglected. Then I had a neck injury five years ago from a masseuse who almost crippled me. I'm not going to go into it. I never complain about it. I don't sit here and complain. I don't use medication. For five years, I have not been able to exercise at home as I used to in my own. You know that in my radio studios, going back to the early days at KSFO, I had dumbbells ask people. They laughed about it. I had a set of 20-pound dumbbells in there, and I would <laughs> pump iron during the breaks everybody knew that they were shocked by it i was the first one to bring dumbbells into a radio studio but after my neck injury i couldn't do curls and my arms have somewhat atrophied and i got to tell you something as a man i would say the the principal muscles in the body that a man likes to be show off are his arms and whether they're large or small doesn't matter they should just be toned and strong right so you know they've gone to peace i haven't been able to do it so i've been able to heal myself through various ways and I went to the gym for the first time yesterday in a, maybe 20 years, I swear to God. Now, I got to tell you, it was like going to Brabingdang. I walked into the gym, and I've seen gyms in movies. I haven't been in one in a long time. So I wore an old sweatsuit. Now, a sweatsuit in a gym today is the equivalent of, equivalent of a burqa. And frankly, I wish some of the women would wear sweatsuits instead of spandex. It would be easier to work out. But no, they all wear spandex. Now, I don't know why spandex is something that you would want to wear in a gym to work out with since they're about it's about the most uncomfortable fabric ever made 
especially when you're stressing and straining your muscles. Don't you want loose clothing? So I wore loose clothing. I looked like, a, I guess, a homeless guy. Wore. It's a clean new sweatsuit. But when I used to work out, I wore sweatsuits. I walked in in a sweatsuit. As I say, it looked like a burqa, I suppose. But actually, it makes you very relaxed because no one can see how well built you are or how poorly built you are. And you can focus only on, on yourself. So now I'm full of aches and pains today, even from a light workout. And I don't want to take any aspirin even. And then I cooked myself a meal last night, which I have to tell you about. And he said, what are you going to do now? Tell us about food. Because I got to tell you, I've had a lot of bad luck trying to have a good, decent Italian meal for the last couple of months. I mean, I go to places I like. Don't get me wrong. But I like to cook my own food. At the end of the day, it's the only place I get a meal I like. So I'm going to tell you what I did. You want to hear it or not? Raise your hand if you want to hear it. Jim, should I do this or not? Or should I stick? Okay, the two guys who are in Dallas, say, yes, let's hear it. No, it's really an interesting thing. Okay, so I bought 90-10 farm-raised beef. That's number one. Say, oh, you're a hippie. Yeah, I'm a hippie. I I really prefer no pesticides in my food, if you don't mind. No, I don't smoke cigars, and I don't eat cheeseburgers on a daily basis. So if I'm going to eat meat once in a while, it's going to be a farm-raised animal. I hope you mainly slaughtered. And it's going to be 90-10, meaning 10% fat, right? So I know where the meat came from. I know the ranch. I don't want to get mixed beef that comes out of 20 slaughterhouses in China, if you don't mind. So I get a 90-10. Now, I chop up a lot of organically grown onions. Then I grow parsley. I have Italian parsley that I grow. I grow oregano in my little garden. And I, I mash it up, chop it up. And first, I, I fry my onions in, in, in Spanish olive oil, which I happen to love. I like the, the oleic acids. Oleic acids, I like the taste of Spanish olive oil. It's actually a very low acid oil, and I lived in Spain many years ago. I got to like the taste. So uh, to make a long story short, low heat, moderate heat, put your onions in, make sure they're finely minced, and when they start to turn, take your meat, put the meat in, right? Then mash the meat into the onions so the onions go throughout the meat, and then, of course, put in. I put the parsley in and the oregano in right then and there so it gets into the meat and gets into the flavor, and then I put my favorite tomato sauce on it, which I'm not going to mention because they don't advertise on the show. And I just cook it all together. And I make my spaghetti. I don't eat whole wheat noodles. I can't digest them. I like plain old pasta of the white variety. Oh, did I say white? Yeah, white's white. For, uh, sorry if I offended occasional cortex. I prefer white pasta of any kind. Uh, last night I made a ziti, for example, because it absorbs the meat better. Now, with a half a bottle of Pinot Grigio, I was feeling no pain, as Jackie Gleason used to say. And that's it. That's the whole story. That plus television got me through the night. And now we return to regular programming on the Savage Nation. Let's see what's in the news now. Carolyn Bissett left JFK Jr. furious after kissing another man book. Can you imagine buying a book about that? Can you look at the level of the books that are coming out? I'd rather talk about how JFK Jr. died and the suspicious nature of the plane crash and how Hillary Clinton suddenly became a senator from uh, New York after he died. I think that would be a more interesting book than about Carolyn Bissett kissing another man. But you see, that's the way uh, Murdoch's press works, is always throw you slightly off. You look at the story of JFK Jr., and you want to know about the plane crash. Most people don't even know who he is. They don't know how he died. They don't know that the plane went down mysteriously, and that he sat in the absolute given liberal senate seat in new york it was a given that a liberal would have it it was moynihan it was moynihan's seat moynihan died jfk was definitely the guy who was going to take it 
And there he was. He was on the road to the presidency. And suddenly his single engine plane goes down in a mysterious way off the Long Island Sound. And guess who comes in? The carpetbagger Hillary Clinton moves to Chappaqua and the rest is history. But that's not in that book. See, I'm, re- I'm relating to that story in a way only I can. Let's see next. Michael Avenatti accused of screwing Stormy Daniels out of 300K. You know, they say a pox upon both their houses. They both belong in eternal hell for what they brought to this society, in my opinion. Let's see what's in Murdoch's on it. 13-year-old who dies. Uh, you see how the news is, it can drive you crazy. I know most people don't like a look. Oh, here's Trump. I don't do cover-ups. He was supposed to have a meeting today with Pelosi and who else? Schumer to talk about screwing the American people out of $2 trillion on so-called infrastructure. And they walked out because they wouldn't drop their investigations in the aftermath of the Trump-Russia report. And then Trump lashed out at Speaker Pelosi for accusing him just before the schedule meeting of engaging in a cover-up. I will tell you, this is like the this is the kind of thing that we, the children of the school, don't want to hear anymore. We're like the students in a school, and the principal is fighting with the assistant principal in public, in the auditorium every day. Instead of hearing about great moments in American history, instead of hearing a great speech, instead of saying today we're going to hear from a great scientist from the 19th century and we're going to look at the work of Faraday, or we're going to look at the work of Enrico Fermi, or we're going to look at the work of Albert Einstein, or we're going to look at the work of the great uh, Watson and Crick and how DNA was unraveled. Instead, we have to hear about this mud fight between Trump and Pelosi, and we are sick of it. It's not a place that we want to live in. I will tell you that right now. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. You know, hiring right now is the hardest it's been in America for a long time. Actually, that's a good thing in a way, but bad for you. Yeah, the economy's booming. You can't find applicants. And when you do, how do you know if they're any good? Well, I have an answer for you. Hiring used to be very hard, but today hiring can be easy. And you only have to go to one place to get it done right, and that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Savage. Now, ZipRecruiter is what? It sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, and then they invite them to apply to your job. Now, as applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one of them, and spotlights the top candidates so you can never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. I think I'm going to go on it right now and try to find a new assistant. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash savage. I don't care if you're trying to hire one or a hundred. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Savage. ZipRecruiter.com slash S-A-V-A-G-E. And I didn't say slash Savage. That's an actual statement about how you get onto the website. I didn't say find me and slash me. I said it's ZipRecruiter.com slash Savage. That's a term for the Internet, slash. We're not talking about a slasher film. ZipRecruiter.com slash Savage. The smartest way to hire. My community is the Savage Nation, and it's time we got savage! We know we all die one day. Everyone dies except me. I know I'm not going to die. I mean, maybe you will, but I don't accept I am. I've still not accepted my own mortality. I know it's childish, but what can you do? I'm that kind of guy. 
Washington becomes the first state to legalize composting of human beings. If this is not an example of the death of the human soul, the death of humanity itself, the disgrace of the state called Washington and the person who calls himself a governor, Jay Inslee, signed a bill Tuesday legalizing human composting. You know what that is? Well, in Washington state, which, as you well know, is a degenerated state, bodies can either be cremated or buried. That we know. But now they have a new method of getting rid of the body, and that is turning a dead body into soil. I do not know of a society on earth that does this. I've never heard of it. And yet in Washington state, as you well know, a debased state of uh, humanity, they say this is an environmentally friendly way of disposing of human remains. You're no longer a human body. There's no dignity. This is why you have to understand that religions like fundamental Judaism, meaning Orthodox Judaism, is so important. This is why peace-loving Muslims are so important to our society. They would never, ever, ever subject themselves or their relatives to such an anti-human end to the human life. And yet in Washington, as you well know, a degenerate state, they're going to turn bodies into uh, compost. What they do is they cover the body in straw or wood chips, and over three to seven weeks, microbes break down the human body into soil. And Luke Perry's daughter, whoever he is, says he was buried in a mushroom suit. I have a lot to say about that, but it's a family show. And then they say while the body is being broken down, families of the deceased can visit the facility, and they'll ultimately receive the soil that remains. And then the family can determine how they use that soil with their relative in it. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't look forward to the end of my life if I was going to become a a dead mushroom. The process was the focus of a study at W State University in which six people donated their bodies for research. And they proved that recomposition was indeed safe and effective for humans as well. Well, I guess they could put gas chambers in the state of Washington and speed the process up even more. I mean, why waste your time with composting in Washington state? They could use Hitler's method. It's uh, cheaper, isn't it? They say that, they, I'm quoting them now, they say recomposition was indeed safe and effective for humans. And it costs a lot less uh, than burial. Cremation could top $6,000. The average burial could cost between eight to 25000 And uh, the composters say that they can only charge $5,500 for human composting. Well, I would say if it's all about cost, honey, why don't you just build crematoria in Washington? I'm sure they still have the plans somewhere in the German archives. And you could probably do it for 100 bucks a head right then and there. And then you could scatter the ashes on your yucca fields. Just scatter the ashes on the yucca fields of all the moronic yuppies who don't believe in the dignity of human life during their life let it low, let alone at the end of their life. I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to become compost. I never liked the idea of soil and green. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>